Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is the Non-Fungible Podcast, NFP, with your host, D. Klein, and today I have a very special guest. Some of you might know him as Norman Comics. Uh, he is Aaron Gombar. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. It's uh, really a, an honor to have you on the show, man. I'm oh, to no, have you. The honor's, yeah. the honor's all mine. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, by the way. And to you. So it's funny because uh, when I first see Aaron here, it's okay if I call you Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. yeah He's okay. sitting sitting in his car with his, his uh, winter cap and his sweater. <laughs> and I was like, what are you living in uh, the cold climate? And you've just got the air conditioning going in Florida there, right? Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> I can't. I that's And you actually made me think of something funny. This is the whole reason for this is when I was a kid, I went to Vegas and I remember seeing this dude get out of a limousine and he had like a fur coat on and it was probably about 110 degrees outside. <laughs> and I looked at him, I was like, that guy is awesome. <laughs> That's not like, hot. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've walked through those parking lots in Las Vegas. That's hot. Oh God. Yeah. They're miserable. <laughs> I feel bad for anyone who lives in Vegas. You walk down the strip just looking for those water mist spray things, you know, just trying to cool off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, hey, so welcome to the world of crypto art. How long have you been in this realm? Oh, God, I love it. Uh, not even, I would say, six months, maybe. Mm -hmm. I got into it, yeah, about August. Right around August is when I got into it last year. And I got into it through, I was recruited basically off of Instagram by right? block. Yeah. By blockchain art exchange, Sasha from BAE. He reached out to me and was telling me about crypto art and uh, everything behind it and NFTs. And at first I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was like, your art would be perfect for NFTs. And so he, he kind of told me more, <clears throat> more about it. And I think as he told me all about that, there was something going on with Bitcoin at the time in the news. Mm -hmm. And it was also a, a peak point at the pandemic for something else was going on with the pandemic. So there was a bunch of things going on. And I, I remember looking into it and just being fascinated by what I was reading and what I was seeing. And I, then I went over to Twitter, which I hadn't used. The funniest thing, Twitter. Twitter is only because of crypto. That's the only reason I use it. I've had a Twitter for years that has been dormant. Like, <laughs> I think it was, if you went back on my Twitter, you'd see like no posts for years. And then bloop, just a whole bunch of activity of recently. But so you just dove into the rabbit hole, like full bore. Oh, full bore. And not only that, I always tell people now, um, especially friends and family that are so sick of me talking about crypto that's why i came out to the car i'm like they don't even want to hear it anymore they're like <laughs> we're that's all we hear 24 hours a day i'm crypto crypto, there crypto, telling, crypto crypto yeah and i'll be sitting there and i'll just be like fuck and they'll be like what is it and i'm like wow well, nothing just something going down one of the coins is going down and they're like and then i'll get all excited and i'll be like yes and they're like what is that it's going up it's going up this one's going up that one's going down you know it's but, funny because i used to play a lot of poker I loved playing poker and then I got into crypto. I don't give a shit about poker anymore. <laughs> I 
poker does not match the excitement of crypto yeah not only that and i lost my entire savings when i first got into crypto to a couple things and they were all tied to my own stupidity at the time (laughs) one yeah one was i i did the dumb move of not writing down my seed phrase and i locked myself out of a like 24k plus reserve rsr you know the rsr coin i have a whole wallet full of that just that i can't get to so i try not even to think about it and then the other one was trust swap was coming out and they Uh were staking they were doing staking for trust swap and i was really excited at the time about trust swap because jeff kirkadellis was from denver i'm from denver originally and so i was I liked the tech behind it. I kind of liked what they were doing with it. And some of the projects that they were onboarding to trust swap at the time seemed promising. Like they had a very promising layout and it wasn't at, I think I heard Ivan on tech or some, one of the <laughs> YouTubers was talking about them. So I looked into him a little bit. It's like, it's going to a hundred times. Yeah. A hundred times is <laughs> no, no sugar, no milk. It's going up me super strong, big pants, all these, all these things. And so I was looking into it. That was a good invitation. Yeah. And then I got, oh, geez, I never used Telegram either or Discord. And now mm-hmm. I use all these things, Telegram, Discord, mm-hmm. trying to set up the signal. Like, I have all these apps, like so many apps. And the funniest thing, too, is I'm coming to you on an iPad. I don't even have a computer or a phone. No computer, no phone. And my friends that I talk to that are like super into DeFi and nfts they always give me a hard time they're like dude we got to get you a, a computer this this ipad thing is, is ridiculous you shouldn't just be working on an ipad i'm like i like it i like it this you're way, gonna right? like fat fingers some market buy of something on your ipad there and oh no no man i i got the magic keyboard and everything and i do it smart okay, okay, but okay. so i was in this telegram group and jeff kirk and ellis pops up and he shoots me a message saying hey I want you to be in the private staking. We have, we have a special private staking for people who got in early and you get an extra 10% APY added to your thing. And I'm like, Ooh, this sounds pretty ridiculous. So he's like, I'm going to have my guy message you who is ahead of, ahead of the finances for trust swap. I go to trust swaps website and it sure enough, it has this guy's name on there. So he shoots me a message through telegram and I'm like, I wasn't thinking they don't reach out to you. I'm thinking crypto, there's this is new and growing. They're reaching out to people, they're trying to get growth. He goes, he's first he said something like um that made me think twice because he was mentioning shoot your ETH to this address. Oh boy. And and I was thinking, well, it's trust swap that I'm staking, not ETH. You know, I and he's like, Well, you have to have ETH to stake the trust swap, you got to have the swap and the ETH to make it go in there. So I sent over all my ETH, or I sent off over all my swap first, sent it all over, and then I sent all my ETH next. And I'm like, Okay, so what now? <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> I don't hear anything. And then I'm like, Oh, shit. I just lost every single penny that I've ever earned past few years and oh, that's brutal man needless to say um that's a NFT life lesson saves, life lesson do not ever listen to someone from telegram ever do <laughs> not send your ethereum 
to people who no one no you. one that's involved in a crypto project <laughs> is going to reach out to you <laughs> i had a thing the other day where i'm gonna be doing a podcast with crypto finally tomorrow and oh cool so we, yeah so we were chatting and then uh she retweeted one of my tweets about it and i noticed that for whatever reason i wasn't following her anymore you know how on twitter sometimes it'll like you won't be following somebody that you were following you know like it just happens yeah. weirdly sometimes and so i re-followed her and then there's a message it says hi with like a little wavy hand you know and i'm like <laughs> this is not crypto finally this yeah. is crypto finally underscore something something right yeah and i'm like you bastard right and so i just reported it and blocked it but there are people constantly on the hunt because that's all they do you know there's a lot of money at stake you know there's a lot of money flying around and they're clever they are clever they're super clever and the thing is uh i kind of come at it like you got to think at it think out i think about it how how would i do it if i wanted to take money from someone like that that's See, i'm not after, clever enough to figure it out but. well after i lost everything i started thinking like that uh -huh. and so now when i get if i sell an nft and this is advice i give to anyone if you sell an nft the money goes to your wallet shoot that wallet over to a cold storage immediately mm. get it off the thing because when people type in your eth address they're going to see everything you have every little transaction you've made and uh, everything you have and if someone wants to go after you they're going to figure out a way to go after you and get it and so most of the time it's social engineering they'll send you emails or like you said they'll send you a message and like people yep. will say oh i got hacked it's like uh, i think you gave your password away <laughs> what yeah they, you know what I mean? what, don't they call that phishing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know and so, uh that's more often what happens wow this is turning into a nice public service announcement here it's good yeah this has made me want to learn it made me want to learn more about coding so i've been trying mm. i always when i was younger i learned japanese i studied japanese for years mm. and still the most i can do now is just introduce myself and be like, <laughs> but a lot more than i can say <laughs> and, and I could say, you know, I'm not gonna. I could swear in basically every language there is, Arabic, Italian. everything, Yamanuk. But uh, there's, I just, I want to learn coding because it's mm. such. You can do so much with if you know Python or C plus plus or JavaScript. And I used to know JavaScript, HTML. I used to know that when I was in college. I built my own websites all the time when I was in high school and college and then that just kind of faded off into all the other avenues life took where i was tattooing and i was making sushi and then i was anything you could think of well, weird let's job talk about that background a little bit you know because of course you've only been in the crypto art for a short time but you're a very successful established artist in the traditional realm i mean you've <laughs> done work for all kinds of various platforms you have the norman the comics you have work you did for um hewlett packard i think it was you had work i was looking yeah. at this whole i worked for hewlett packard when i was only yeah. 17 too is that right yeah they hired me as a concept a conceptual sketch artist when i was 17 flew me from denver to atlanta and then from denver to san francisco and that's when i fell in love with sf and decided i need to move to this city which i ended mm. up doing 
going to the San Francisco Art Institute, which is like one of the third best art school in the world, only underneath Pasadena Art Center and then the Royal Academy of Arts in London. But I got denied the first time I tried to go to that school. And then I sent them a sketchbook. They let me in. But for Hewlett Packard, they were trying to compete with the, <clears throat> the iPod at the time. And they were coming up with something which I think ended up being, I can't remember what they ended up coming up with, but it obviously didn't stick. But they had me sit in a room because back in those days, you couldn't bring recording equipment into a room. So I would sit behind the double playing glass and you have bottles of Fiji water and Skittles and everything. And on the other side of there's a whole table and a group of people would come in and they'd be giving them their questions, the focus group. And I'd have to sketch all the people in the group really fast, like a courtroom sketch. And then I have to sketch the products that they were talking about and trying to build which i was doing courtroom sketching basically and then sketching the products and i loved it it was the best job they paid so well it was ridiculous and i was only 17 like i said and i can't believe i didn't get arrested at that time i was such a lunatic i they had some they had to send a some woman who was probably in her 30s at the time she was like a chaperone and I would sneak out of my hotel room after she was like, okay, I'll see you at work tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, have a good one. And then I'd sneak out of the hotel room doing graffiti on the freeways of Atlanta and in San Francisco, walking around Chinatown, doing graffiti at two in the morning and then going back to work for them the next day. I mean, I was total lunatic. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. It so was. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your experience with uh, the Norman comic strip. Like, obviously, that's kind of your claim to fame. That's why. Like, when did that come into comics. being? Norman is, that's the funny thing. People always, I get all the time, people will think my name is Norman. Mm. And that's how I know, too, if someone, they'll message me, hi, Norman. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> but right. it's, Norman's just a comic I came up when I was, I came up with Norman in fourth grade. So however old you are in fourth grade, like. 10 12 yeah something like that um yeah i came up with norman i first got published at yeah 12 years old i got published really? at 12 i got into parade magazine at 14 years old and had my comic norman published every week in parade from 14 to 18 years old um nickelodeon news did a thing on me when i was a kid nick news and i don't know if you remember nick news I remember Nickelodeon, but, but yeah, and I worked with a whole bunch of companies, a lot of skateboard companies at the time. Okay, okay. Um, a lot of snowboarding companies, surf companies. Well, it's not surf. Surf, they like, like surf, surf and sports. Surfing is the one, the one board sport I haven't really tapped into illustration wise. But all the other board sports I was doing stuff for, and a lot of record labels, but. I just remember cartoons. Sorry, my brain gets spun off all the time. I have no. such bad ADHD. It's not even funny. It makes for a good <laughs> conversation. Don't worry about it. Norman. Norman is my comic strip that I've been trying to get syndicated since I was a kid. And it's just a comic about, if you ever go to www.normancomics.com, my little, my little pitch in there, but that's my comic strip. And if the website's down when you go there sometime, don't worry, it'll be back up. It's hosted by <laughs> GoDaddy. It's pathetic. I got to quit giving them my money. <laughs> but, 
but mm-hmm. it's a comic strip that I've been trying to get syndicated and I'm not giving up on. I will get that comic strip syndicated. I just got some pretty good um just recently the cartoonist Ray Billingsley who does oh god what comic does he do? Curtis. Have you ever heard of the comic strip Curtis? I am not up on my comic strips. I'm sorry. Okay, that's oh, it's all right. I've guessed you're around my age, so it's like it was a no, comic strip. I'm I'm much older than you. I guarantee that. Oh yeah, shoot. How old are you? Forty nine. Okay, you're a little bit older than me. I'm <laughs> almost thirty nine, but I was gonna guess you're right in my my bracket. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, you look young, and uh, so, anyways, Ray Billingley told me he was like. He liked my comic and he was like, yeah, dude, you should totally still try to get syndicated. This was very recently, like a couple of weeks ago, which got me excited because I have so many different little artistic projects that I'm always juggling at once that I have to try to focus and find the time and energy to like, okay, I got to focus on this one. I'm getting commissioned for this, but I got to focus on this and just really force myself to do that. And so Norman is a comic that you will see in the newspapers one day, even if newspapers vanish, it'll be in the digital newspapers, the digital funny pages. And I even made NFTs of some of my comic strips, which I, I kind of left there as, and I don't hype them up. The whole reason I do is they're my little diamond in the rough that I mm. know someday once my NFTs start taking off more and my art stuff starts taking off more, those will be the little gems that people wish i wish i would have grabbed that little comic back then because those are my favorite pieces mm-hmm. out of all the artwork i do now those little... i see on rareable and open yeah yeah uh, bae blockchain art exchange has uh, yeah there too some yeah. Up. yeah my bay had some of them up for sure yep yep and i i try to i don't know i don't hype those up because when I got into crypto art, it was kind of funny. I did a joke one night. This is my, I have a couple different little entryways that really stand off to me. One night I was sitting there watching YouTube and I forget what coin went down and it started crashing. I'm like, damn it. Thanks a lot, bit boy. And so I'm sitting there like <laughs> thinking, great. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sketch. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so I just did the quickest little, BitBoy sketch ever, and it mm-hmm. says BitBoy one point five ETH hundred. I think. ETH, yep. Super yeah, and I did Ultra that. HD. I did that as a total joke. Mm-hmm. I sold that almost immediately for full price when I first did it, and I was like, "Whoa, are you kidding me?" And the guy who bought it, I still remember his his handle. It is. Oh, let me think. What his handle is? Cloud Coasting. Uh, it, it will come to me. It will come to me. If I go and look under the owners, I can see who it is. But well, um, I see a few DeFi here. Ted Bakes. His name is DeFi Ted Bakes. A little shout out to DeFi Ted Bakes. Very nice. He, I think he works with Rope and Cream or some of those projects. But he was telling me, he's like, oh, I want you to do some artwork for Rope. Da, 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 da. I think I ended up doing one little quick design for Rope. But then when I was in the Telegram chat room, the they were just talking about shit that made no sense to me all the time. So I just was like, <laughs> okay, I can't handle this. I had to leave. It was just all dev talk. Oh, yeah. And, and it was just over my head. A lot of it was over my head. 
but when I finally, um, I was talking to him and he's like, dude, your art, you just, just draw more stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to try doing other crypto people, crypto celebs. Yep. And so I, I went on a, a, a roll doing people who I thought, and at the time Max Osiris stood out to me because that's my type of dude right there yeah he's a cool guy <laughs> some people some people were telling me his backstory of what happened and the the rug pool and all the money and vegas and drugs and i was like oh yeah this dude's a, a wild child so i sketched him i drew him i drew rob ness who's a super nice dude um yep. talked with that guy for a while and I'm trying to think of all the ones I do. Lark. I drew Lark and I totally troll that guy all the time. And I'm like, he's like, how do you want to make a million dollars in NFTs and crypto today? I'm like, uh, I don't know about a hundred die and you buy a little drawing of yourself. How about that, Lark? That's what I want to do today. I'll shoot it to him and he completely ignores it and everyone else laughs about it. But I just kind of have fun drawing the crypto celebs crypto finally i'm i'm totally getting her i'm going after her next <laughs> she's and i like i like her stuff so if if she listens to this nothing personal i just i gotta draw you i got to there's anyone who's in the crypto space so it's gonna be i'll have to draw you for sure you're the podcast guy so i'm gonna have you doing a podcast or something i'll draw have you seen uh, my joe rogan podcast the zombie i did and i liked did it a see, lot yeah. <laughs> Your Biden zombie, the one that you did recently, is awesome. Oh, thanks, man. I actually I did that before the election, that one. What what program did you use to do that? It's a mix. I drew it first on my phone. And okay. Just using Autodesk Sketchbook. Okay. And then I took it over to a couple of web apps I used. I can't remember for sure, but I know Photomosh was one of them. That's awesome. Yeah. I've never, I've, a lot of these apps I've never even heard of. Do you use Procreate? Yeah, I do. That piece was not on Procreate though. I, I use, um, I forget which effects it is, but there's effects that you can do where you can kind of pixelate the image and then kind of make it have this shimmering effect. I love it. Yeah. That's Thank what, you very yeah, much. Just... That's, that's awesome to have you say that for sure. Oh, dude, it's, it's a sick piece. And when I, if I sell some more NFTs soon, which I believe I will, it goes in waves. And right uh -huh. now, ETH is so high and gas is so high that everyone's kind of like waiting for a minute. But that, that know, piece was kind of cool. I sold that piece to uh, Nada Digital months ago. And now he's oh, the one nice. that actually has it for sale. Okay. Yeah, so I, might, I might have to try to buy it off him. I like that piece a lot. He's a cool guy. And that's the other thing. I never did digital art before this. Mm. Ever. Digital right. art. So was you were all just thing. on paper and uh, Bristol board Pen and, and ink. Pen, paper, ink, markers, you know, watercolor, a lot of acrylics when I did gallery stuff, paint markers, acrylics. But I've I have tried so many different mediums with artwork. And I would say if I had to come down and only had one medium I, I could use forever, it'd be pen and ink on Bristol board. Cause that's my absolute favorite. That's However, your bread and butter, right? That's yeah. Even though recently, Oh God, 
if my mom listens to this podcast, she's going to be so disappointed. Same with my girlfriend. I have not picked up a pen and paper and really sat down and drawn in probably a couple couple weeks, which is sickening. <laughs> I've done sketches, but I've been working so much with the Procreate and the little Apple Pencil that oh, this man. thing I mean, is... It's wonderful, right? I love it because I've literally tricked some people into thinking that I did something with watercolor and ink. And I was like, no, there's no watercolor or ink that was all digital. And they're like, what? But it was it's just for a little amazing, drawing. Man. It's fun. I love it, man. And I'm learning. I like learning new tools, new programs. And I feel like every day I'm learning something new in the crypto space. Every day. I was talking with uh, Lover Worldwide this morning, um, Elisa Christine, and she's been oh. on the VR I know. I was. I listened to the interview. It was a good oh, one. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah, of course, man. I listened to your podcast. Well, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> that's something I've never tried, the VR art. To me, it's a little intimidating, honestly. I feel like I think I'd be a terrible VR artist. No, just, you can't say that. three-dimensional space. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I could do it. I, it's, it'd be fun to try. You can try it. Try it with your – do you have an iPad? Yeah. You can try VR art with your iPad. It's not the headset, but you can draw using your iPad. It, I think it uses the cameras, oh. and like you hold you hold the iPad up. If you go digging through my, it's either my OpenSea or my Rarible. Uh, I don't know where it is. It got buried somewhere. I sent one to Pranksy. I did some stuff with Pranksy when I first got into crypto art, uh-huh. and one of them was like a, a VR thing that just said pranksy world and it was like flying over a world and then in tag lettering it just said pranksy world and i did that using my ipad and some free vr app that i found on the app store and i just kind of drew with my ipad on i was running around in the backyard just at my girlfriend's place like using it and it's it came out fun so i was thinking you know what i have to, i do want to get a vr headset and just try it the same thing with blender like i want to try mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. i'm not going to start making three dimensional holographic cards and stuff that's not my thing just because it's like big not going to do it well like i i love your just the 2d you know comic style stuff there's just something satisfying about just that traditional you know, it's, it's, there's something tangible about it. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. I grew up as a kid, you know, <laughs> I was the, the kid that was doodling all over my desk all day at school. And, nice. you know, when I see your work, I'm just like, whoa, that's awesome. So I yeah, appreciate it, has, it. <laughs> yeah, it has that it's for me, there's a nostalgic vibe to it where it's like, oh yeah, comics when I was a kid and yet still, of course it's new and fresh, but I get a kick out of this Justin Roiland one you did. <laughs> that was another joke one i was talking Tell me about that guy. piece there's a guy in there named pseudo root i don't know if you've seen him on twitter or anything his name's pseudo root mm-hmm. and he's a pal he of Osiris, mess- right uh, yeah and he yeah. was messaging me one night on a telegram in the based telegram group mm-hmm. <laughs> and which I like all those guys. They're 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 nuts too. Every one of them. Yep. Um, shout out to Crypto Stacy if he's listening. But the I was talking to this pseudo root guy and he's like, "You gotta draw something with Justin Roiland." And I was like, 
uh, all right, I'll do something quick. Occupy something. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I'm broke. I have a sign with him because he was selling like these sketches that were the funniest thing. He's trolling the shit out of people, doing a sketch that took him probably about four seconds to do, and he's selling thousands of them on Nifty uh-huh. Gateway. Power to him. So uh, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna draw this and. I don't know. I honestly can't remember. I think I sold maybe a couple of them at full price. I know I gave a few away to my buddies that were in the group, but that's kind of how it goes. The cardboard that's how with I've the honestly... I am broken homeless is pretty yeah. amazing. I've made enemies in the crypto space by doing that. What? How so? And uh, <clears throat> well, I've learned a couple things in the crypto space that A, if a lot of people will not like if you make a piece of artwork if you sell it to them and then start giving it away for free obviously Uh, it's going to piss people off yes for sure but i wasn't doing that i what i did if you buy an nft from me and i think anyone who's followed my stuff especially on twitter they know that you buy one nft you're not getting one you're getting definitely two possibly more because I'll always airdrop someone an extra NFT and sometimes more. Like around the holidays, I was shooting people free NFTs all the time that collect my work. And there's a handful of people out there like that Ace Kennedy guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, YFI fan. Uh, Left House Crypto. There's uh, Crypto Stacy. There's a group of people that buy from me pretty steadily. Like whenever I put out something, they'll grab it. And a lot of these people, some of them have grabbed entire bundles. Uh, that mm. dude, YFI fan, sent me on a vacation. He paid for my whole vacation. And <laughs> I was like, thank you, man. I love everything about this space. The people in it, most of them are so cool. But what I did was I was shooting out NFTs like that. And a guy who is big in crypto voxels, mm-hmm. I can't even remember his name. <clears throat> I do remember his name now. It just came up to me, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. He got mad because I had given away an NFT to someone and he followed, he like traced the NFT, the history of it. And he's like, I saw that you gave one of these to da, 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 and they didn't send you any ETH. And I was like, bro, you're really, are you like pulling detective work on my <laughs> NFT sales? To be fair, and, it's fairly easy to see that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> And so he flipped out over it, like flipped out. He's like, you're so unprofessional. You'll never, I'm not following your career anymore. I'm like, fine. We've okay. got some, sorry to interrupt you. You've got some wind noise all of a sudden. Oh, shoot. Wind noise. We're in a wind tunnel. Is it, is it gone now? Yeah, it's good. Sorry. Okay, you were, you were saying he was uh, freaking out about you uh, shooting off this. Was it an NFT that he had bought a copy of? It was, it, no, it was an okay. NFT he had bought a different nft okay. but he saw that i had given one away and that made him another mad. nft not related to that NFT. yes and i told him i said hey you know what if you would have approached me and said hey i saw you gave away an nft is there any way i could get another one i would have had no problem i probably would have sent him a little handful of them but it was just the kind of way he came at me like immediately attacking me and da 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 so I just magically hit the magic block button, said, have fun in block land and made an <laughs> NFT about this situation. And I, it was a joke where I posted screenshots of him being angry and all this stuff. And then I posted on there and I sold that one for 
I want to say 0.25 ETH or something. I sold it immediately. It sold within seconds of posting it. And so I was like, this is even better. People are buying my beef now. When I post like my Twitter beef, they, they'll buy this. And so I did that a couple more times and most of them sold. One of them didn't. And it was funny because the one that didn't sold was the one, the only time that really made me mad. There was a guy on there who we had a trade lined up and I sent Mm -hmm. him NFTs. He did not send anything back. And then he took the NFTs that I sent him and sold them like no. 20 times less than what I was selling them for. Shoot. Like undercutting me on Hey, them. here's a tip for that for listeners. Maybe you already know this. In OpenSea, they have a private sale function. Have you seen that? I have. So that's something where you could designate the wallet that's purchasing it and designate that. And then they would just send it. And that way you don't have to have that trust issue of... I learned this all after the after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just figured for the benefit, of, I assumed you would know now, having learned that. You know, but oh, for yeah. listeners, it, it's kind of a handy tool because you can just set it up as a private sale that way. OpenSea is great, man, and a lot of people will talk trash about OpenSea and Rarible, and you know, I love although I think they're great, I love them. I don't care if they are Russian money laundering thing, <laughs> whatever's going on behind the scenes. I don't care. I'm into it. And they've helped me out a lot. Blockchain Art Exchange, though, Sasha, that guy's helped me out more than anything. And mm-hmm. I think that... That's a good platform. I, I think Bay is the sleeper cell platform. And that's mm-hmm. what I talk about all the time. I think it's going to it's gonna be massive because they're working on things behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. I've had are, a hand... Are, are you experiencing the minting guilt that I'm experiencing? I want to mint stuff on my known origin. I want to mint stuff on my Bay. But mm-hmm. I've held back because of fees. Yet I feel like these people honored me to have me on their platform. Yet yeah, well, I'm not minting stuff there because it's so expensive. It's I have a, a maker's place. I have a maker's place account that I've never even used just because I got it kind of as a joke. I wanted to get Explain. into maker's place just to be like, yeah, I got into maker's place. And then I never used it. So I, as a joke, I was telling people. If you want a maker's place account one ETH and I'll give it to you, you just switch the name and email and you're in. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> you could uh, tokenize Anyone that. Anyone listening, hit me up, normancomics.eth. <laughs> no, set, uh, set up a, a token that they can trade. Yeah, but I think as far as the minting guilt, um, like the way my bay has it set up is pretty good, it although... Is. If it comes to, I've even told him flat out, hey, if I'm minting anything more than a one one, more than a single copy, I'm going somewhere else just because it's too expensive for me on my bay. I did it mm-hmm. at Christmas time and minted like, uh, I want to say 12 to 15 of my treasure hunt that I did. And it was super expensive. And that was back before the gas fees were high. It was expensive. That's because they have that little fee on there, right? Don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but they also do it. They do it smart, so you can't. There's not going to be as many fakes and imposters on right. there. And it's you'll get a higher caliber of work, I think, coming out when when it's set up the way it is, because I've noticed there's a definite tier system as far as these platforms go, and I've kind of tried to explain it to people who don't know anything. I'm like, when you first come through the door, you get into OpenSea and Rarible. Yep. And then 
you know, there's now it's split off where there's wax and there's parachain and uh, steam chain. I think some people they wanted hive. to get me on steam chain doing. There's a bunch of them. Hive um, people mint on blockchain on using X chain or whatever. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. once you get there, then you can get verified. Once you get that verified check, that's another step up. And I remember mm -hmm, being mm -hmm. so excited when I got verified on Rarible and OpenSea. I was like, yes. Yeah. Driving down the road, getting excited. And everyone's like, my girlfriend's like, what are you flipping out about? I'm like, I'm verified on Rarible. Dude. <laughs> but you're like so a highly excited. successful artist already. I'm sure the yeah. verification was pretty much in the bag. No. Nope. Mm. I asked them. I was like, hey, how do I get verified? through twitter dm and they're like boom done <laughs> they verified me like that i bet so I'm yeah pretty excited but, but i mean you've had years of success as an artist prior to this so i don't think that matters though with well that's what i guess what i was getting to with platforms kind of like nifty gateway mm -hmm. and after okay so you have this first tier rarible open sea all these other weird chains that i named and then after that a step up is the more pro level <clears throat> and that's where you have the known origin the maker space the super rare and the my bay like the are you on you super rare no super rare i did not get into super rare. i don't i you did yes, not get I, in super rare no and i tried out i don't know if it's whatever i i did send them some stuff a way a wise a while a ways back a while ago i sent super rare some stuff trying to get in and i sent him a video i think you have to record yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i was like i'm a cartoonist i'm working on this project blah 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 i want to do a graphic novel that i'm working on i want to mint it da, 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 da. and i think i mentioned async mm -hmm. during the super rare video and i think maybe they didn't like that Whatever reason they didn't pick me, they didn't pick me. I, I'm, I care about. I'm stunned that they would not accept you onto their platform. That blows my mind. <laughs> How's well, a person I... like me supposed to get on there if Aaron Gombar can't get on Super Rare? That's insane. <laughs> hey, don't. This is how I look at it. I I think that NFTs are very like anything else in life. It's who you know. Hmm. The talent is important, but it's who you know, it's who you're talking to, and who your buddies with. You all you have to do for that is take a look at Nifty Gateway. Mm -hmm. Nifty Gateway is who you know. Definitely. <laughs> there, there's, dude. That's why I rag on Nifty Gateway so much in my comics, <laughs> in my new stuff. I rip on them all the time. The little, if you saw, did you see the piece I did recently with Rob Ness and Max Osiris writing, yes. Yes. writing Pac and Hackatow? And I think they're writing on Pac and Hackatow, and Trevor Jones is in the background angry. Uh, I don't know if I'm looking at the wrong Rob Ness, Max Osiris piece. I'm looking at the one that says Robness and Max Osiris ride pack and Hackatow into Russian money laundering wash trade virtual metaverse superstardom. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and if you zoom in on the, on the details, there's little tattoos on their arms and stuff that say property of the Winklevoss twins. Okay, yeah, yeah. Property this Versace's shirt was stolen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's carrying the little Picasso's bull there in his arms. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of hidden stuff in there. And a lot of people, dude, there's a lot of hidden stuff in my NFTs. And I'm always surprised 
I know if someone has bought my NFT and if they're really digging into the detail because the details in my NFTs contain a seed phrases sometimes to get into wallets B little hidden QR codes to open other pages and C secret messages to get to my personal email. And then when I get hit on these personal emails or hit on my ETH mail or see any activity in the wallet, I know people they are actually they figured it using out. NFTs. That's and wild. It's happened, it's happened Anyone figure times. out your uh, lost wallet yet? <laughs> I have not figured out that lost wallet, but these wallets I write down, I have these on multiple different notebooks. Uh-huh. And someone recently, I know they did it because they got into one of the wallets. They changed the name of it. They put some a tiny bit of ETH into it and then took all the NFTs that were in it and transferred it to their wallet. Uh-huh. So I was Which, like, yes. I mean, that was the goal, right? <clears throat> that was definitely the goal. Yeah. And with my upcoming projects, I just plan on doing more and more and more of that, trying to really get down the QR. Um, I forget what they call it, static codes, the QR mm-hmm. static codes. I'm trying to get it to where if you're reading one of my comics and zoom in really tiny, I'll just give someone a hint here while they're listening. You zoom in tiny in the background and see there's a newspaper sitting on the subway platform. And if you look at the title, it says like four murdered in a shooting in North Philadelphia, but there's a little QR code. Scan that and they'll bring you to another part in the story. Wild, man. That is awesome. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to be working on. I'm trying to see if I can share my screen with you. Oh, nope. says only host can share a screen. You can tell me. I've got your stuff open here. I was going to tell you about some of the stuff I don't have up yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, for that, let me go into my permissions <laughs> <laughs> and I will allow you to share with me. <laughs> All right. That should be possible for you to show me now. Now I'll lose camera of you, but I'll see. You okay, screen. that's good. As long as yeah, you can yeah, still yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah, I think I can. Okay, everything yeah. on your screen, including notifications, will be recorded. <clears throat> yeah. Boom. I think. Don't, yeah. Don't send me any Ethereum. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't send me any Ethereum. <laughs> okay, I think this is working. But I just wanted to show you. Let's see. Can you see yeah, it? Yeah, it's working. I got you. Yep. Okay. So da da da. In here, this is what I'm currently working on. Wow. This, okay, now is this all you coloring this as well then? I illustrated it. I colored it. I wrote it. Wild. Sneak peek. I love how these uh, podcasts end up with me having sneak peeks of everybody's work. It's great. Oh, yeah, dude. This is some stuff that's going to be in my async piece that's coming out. Okay. And my async project, I'll call it a project because it's more than a piece. It's going to be an ongoing graphic novel. Oh, man, your Procreate gallery looks so awesome compared to mine. Oh. (laughs) You know, just that gallery menu page with all the little pictures on it. Oh, that's funny. So cool. Oh, yeah. Tell me about this piece. This is, it's a, this is my, this is going to be my graphic novel called Iatrogenic. Iatrogenic. Yeah, a memoir. It's, if you can see, that is a glassine bag. And if you, I don't know if you live in a big city, but if you live in a big city, I'm sure you see those on the ground. 
I live in kind of like a suburb-like area, so no, I don't. Okay, so you probably wouldn't see those laying around. But in a big urban area, those are laying around. Those are bags, empty heroin bags. And this mm. is like how the story will start out. He's, he's non-responsive, bag him, talking about almost dying in South Jersey, getting rushed into a hospital, um, overdosing. and But the thing is, I'm working on all these details that I normally wouldn't be sharing in just this story. And I'm trying to make it like, as you see this, but when you go to the actual page that will be used in the book, I'm trying to find it, boom, right here. It's going to have different layers. Can you see what are you, are you yeah, looking yeah, at this yeah. right now? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Well, this this one has a single layer to it. Okay, I'm getting all these stupid things popping <laughs> You're up. You're a popular guy. <laughs> it's all crypto stuff, which is funny. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> this one has a day layer and a night layer. And see oh, the okay, movement okay, on it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wild. Beautiful yeah, work, this, by the way. Like this the story's going to change. And I'm going to come down in here and move a lot of the characters around. Like in the background, they're totally moving. You can see the little mm. uh, the little Muslim guys that are selling oils on the platform in the subway. <laughs> and my character right there, not having a good day, obviously. But yeah, this is, this is just going to be in the graphic novel. A lot of stuff I'm working on for it, the storyline laid out. And this is this is the storyline and if we you see it right oh, wow. here where i'm looking at it i'm only at this part right holy here holy crap okay this reminds me of you know you ever watch the tv show it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah you know the character <laughs> when he's pointing at the bulletin board with all the strings all over <laughs> that, he's that is so red because that's where exactly charlie on that scene that's yeah. kind of what i'm going for here is that right <laughs> holy exactly. crap that's exactly because what it reminds this is me how of i couldn't I couldn't think of any other way to get everything down and have it right. Like you've already covered Norman. Uh, yep. We've talked about Norman. We talked about me getting into cartoons. We talked about when I worked on Parade Magazine. Um, and then you go over here to Hewlett Packard. I, I didn't even talk about breaking my back yet at 18 and how it started up everything that led to this. You broke Iatrogenic. Yeah, I fell two stories out of a zip cord and a zip cord that snapped in my backyard broke my spine and fractured eight vertebrae broke Holy my crap. arm um oops <laughs> don't want to do that <laughs> yeah color over the entire two thing. fingers on the screen boom fixed which is so funny <laughs> because um nowadays in the in the past i've you would drop ink you, you would drop ink. I'd spill ink on a drawing and mess it up. Now you, uh -huh. I accidentally hit something and I can't double tap enough to get back and correct it. But yeah, I broke eight vertebrae in my back and my asshole doctor when I was 18 years old put me on Oxycontin uh, and I had never touched a drug in my life. I had never smoked a cigarette. I barely drank. I was a straight A student. Like... I was a good kid and that doctor fucked me up. Um, yeah. Dr. Susan Santillian, Thornton, Colorado. <laughs> I still wow. remember her name and everything, but it's, it's turned out good. You know, so far 
as it is today, my graphic novel has a happy ending so far because I'm in recovery. I have a, an amazing girlfriend that I'm taking to one of the best restaurants in Orlando tonight. And this, your your viewers just found out my undisclosed location because I never tell anyone. If you go look at my pages, it's all New York, New York, New York, New York. Oh, I can delete that if you want me to. No, you're good. I don't care. It's, uh, I kind of do that just for for the purposes of my artwork because me as an artist knowing how a lot of people are they'll look at where a person's from where their art's from and i just wanted to get that extra chance of getting a foot in the door with certain companies or whatever it might be that if they see hey this artist is is from middle of nowhere florida they might not take that extra 40 seconds to look at their work you know what i mean isn't that funny hey it's crazy how things are but i've as the more i've gone through life and have learned how different parts of different aspects of the art industry work that's why i've got that white noise nfts was the greatest thing ever and i think that this little explosion you see with celebrities now is nothing sorry you have that wind you have that wind noise happening again Whatever oh, it happened again. Something I'm against sorry, a fan or something. Yeah, sorry about that. No worries. But, like, the the little explosion of celebrities coming into crypto, the Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm. the Soldier Boy, the, all these, which I made fun of Soldier Boy, by the way. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, I don't even know if I'll take the time to do that. You know, I kind of defended Lindsay Lohan, though, because yeah. she had a tweet, and it said something like, Bitcoin is here to stay or Bitcoin is it or something along those lines and then buy my NFT. And of course, her NFT is not on Bitcoin. It's on Ethereum. And so everybody was kind of giving her a hard time, you know, and I thought, you know what, guys, like, okay, she's new to crypto. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're new to crypto, crypto is Bitcoin. Like that is crypto. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, so in her mind, she's like, yeah, this is Bitcoin. Oh, I'm doing it on Ethereum. Okay, whatever. Right. But it's a brand it's it's a it's a something that people i was saying compare it to like when we were kids you know our parents or grandparents might have said oh what are you playing on your nintendo and yeah. you, you would have been like it's not a nintendo it's, it's a, a sega. sega genesis or something and they're like okay well whatever you know like in their minds it's a nintendo well for Lindsay lohan this is the same thing with bitcoin right it's she doesn't know the whole like give me a break it's an it's a massive undertaking learning about all this stuff it takes months years to learn it all right yeah so i thought it was too bad that people kind of jumped all over and reality is all of her uh nfts that she minted they were all for charity she wasn't i think another thing on top of that too i actually i said i put out a couple tweets that were i wouldn't say defending her but where I was cutting her a break because the way I look at it is um, when she starts posting about the Tron this, the Tron that. Yeah, that I'm not was gonna a talk bit, about Yeah, this is like, okay, yeah, you might know that, that Tron guy, Justin or whatever, but because he even made a post today saying celebrities, Tron is the celebrities crypto. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> but I don't pay a lot of attention to, to Justin Sun. <laughs> yeah, he made a post saying Tron is the celebrities crypto. And I uh-huh. actually have some people right now <clears throat> who are trying to get me to do sauna stuff on Tron. And it's kind of like I'm 
I'm very standoff on Tron and Wax. I'm I'm cautious to approach these just just for the reason like I was trying to explain to someone the aesthetic of the artwork that's sold in their markets isn't mm. from what I've seen is not what I'm into. Right. I don't I'm not I'm not going to say it can't be because there's a possibility it could change and I could find something or a project that I'm really into on one of these platforms and end up working with it. I could, but I'm very cautious to how I approached it because um, just aesthetically speaking, <clears throat> they're not really the niches of artwork that the niche that I'm into and I'm, I try to be more selective with what I do. Uh, like when I got into async, I freaked out. I was so excited because I don't know if a, a lot of people know, but async was the platform that the artist sold. That's the very first groundbreaking NFT sale to Sotheby's or whatever, wherever it was mm -hmm. where he sold that, the Robert Alice, I think it was. I believe so. It was the the Bitcoin that changed every day with yep. the price. Yes. Oh and no, that's not Robert Ellis. That's another one. Do you know which one I'm talking about, though? I do. Yes, it's I do know which Bitcoin one you're talking that about. Changed. Now. Yes. It was like artificially programmed with AI. Yeah. And the algorithms would change with it, and every day it would the picture would be different. Yep. And I thought that was so interesting. And when I saw that Token Angels was involved, I got more excited because the Token Angels seems like something that I I reached out to them. I still haven't heard back, but I've always, since I've been into crypto, there's a few names in crypto that I've really liked. And I was surprised right off the bat, Rob Ness, turned out to be i talked to him and i talked to him pretty frequently he's you know he commissioned me to do a piece for him and he is a nice dude yes yeah he's a cool guy yeah and these a lot of these companies these people sorry if i keep getting off topic my adhd is so bad no worries I'm but the same way. they are they're <laughs> some of the coolest people that i've met um online and they just seem like genuine people like i saw him rally around that Bruce the Goose when he got hacked for all this mm -hmm. stuff. And I was thinking, that is awesome. You know, I wish I had that kind of support when it first happened to me. I didn't know anyone in the in the in the groups yet. But just seeing that made me think like, wow, these are some really genuine people that are involved in this. And you don't generally see that in any industry that I've worked in. Um whether it's what well, I've seen it in tattooing in tattooing, there was a very good tight knit like brotherhood of people in tattooing, but just like with that, whatever it is will take up. If I don't give it my full 100%, I I'm not happy with the outcome. So although I used to tattoo and I made sushi for decades, I, it's not what I do full time anymore. I draw and illustrate full-time now i work on cartoons for myself and my graphic novel and then do freelance illustrations and that's what i do full-time 
NFTs have taken over to where I literally was able to stop what I was doing and do NFTs full time now. And it's well, pretty let me amazing. ask you as, you know, an artist of very low status compared to an artist with decades of success. Like I'm asking you, like, have you ever come to a point with your art because it is such a success and such a, I mean, you're doing this full time. Um, where are you tired of it or you go, Oh, I don't feel like doing this today, but I feel obligated to do it. Or like, does that ever happen to you? Yes. All the time, all the time. Um, and first off, I appreciate that was very nice, but don't ever say that. Don't, don't sell yourself short. You're well, I'm just saying that I'm new. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I haven't, I haven't been around like you have, you have decades of uh, success in the field. That's all I'm saying. Well, thank you. I, I attribute any success I have to God. Uh, my talent comes from God. I don't have, I won't take any credit for my talent myself because it was something I was just born with. You know, I failed most of my art classes in high school. And then the only reason I got into college was because I sent them sketchbooks and they really liked my sketchbooks. But and that's a pro tip to kids out there. If you're trying to get into art college, which is a total waste of money, and I wouldn't ever recommend doing it, send them your sketchbook. But, so that you could go to college. Yeah, but as far as your question, are you kidding me? There's days where I don't get out of bed, dude. I just turn on Netflix and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do anything. But then I have to. I have to force myself. And I even tell my girlfriend, I say, if you don't see me drawing, yell at me. If I'm just sitting there and I'm not drawing or doing something that's not drawing, yell at me because I have so much that I'm trying to accomplish. I really can't do anything but draw. And yes, I'll take a day to go surfing. Like I got a new surfboard for Christmas and I can't wait to get back in the water. Um, hopefully I'm getting a wetsuit for my birthday. And awesome. his girlfriend, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, but I'm just kidding. Just sell an NFT. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping gas goes down so people start. <laughs> it was down it. a little today. I noticed. I think what's going to happen as far as that goes, <clears throat> I think you're going to see a lot of people switching over to different chains, trying to publish on different chains, because I think that uh, it's so weird. When I first got into it, everyone that I talked to and that had knowledge told me. Bitcoin is your goal. Mm -hmm. They're like, you take your ETH, you sell it, you get all coins, you flip them, you sell, do whatever you got to do to get more Bitcoin. And I've kind of realized, yeah, Bitcoin is the store of value. It's like your, it's how to, to keep anything you've earned. But ETH and all coins, that's how you're, you're going to make anything. If you really want to make any kind of money you have to take a, a risk and like me today the past two days i've lost thousands dude i've been watching my wallet drop by a couple thousand in two days and Crap. Like, oh no but it's the weekend and as soon as monday hits it will come back and i just uh, email message as i'm talking to you an alert from roll from the roll social I'm so excited because I have a coin coming out with them mm. and uh, the Norman coin, N-R-M-N. Soon there shall be a Norman coin. Wild. Did you, see the, did you see the picture of it yet? 
No, I haven't. Can you? I don't know if you're near a fan again, but it's making that. Oh shoot! Again. I, I, sorry, I, I moved it away from it. Yeah, and I turned it off. Here, I it's okay. It I understand. You need the air conditioning. It's on as low as it will go. Um, let's see. If you go on my Twitter, yeah, it's yeah. one of the first, most recent posts on my Twitter is a picture that is the uh, my cryptocurrency that's coming out, and I made it totally. I wanted to make it as funny as possible for me, so I got Norman, my character, mm-hmm. and there's some word bubbles coming out of his mouth, and I said, I think it says like Norman is high tech internet funny money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got it here. Time, old man, or something like that. And Over three years, Roll will mint 10 million Normans, starting with 2 million for your followers. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, Rob what's, Ness, what's your goal? What's your goal with the social currency? You know what? I'm going to be honest. Yes, I would like Norman to have some value, like trash. <clears throat> like right now, trash is valuable again. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always has been valuable. People have told me there's been times where trash went down very low, mm-hmm. but. Rob Ness kind of talked to me about it and Sasha from Bay talked to me about the coin stuff because Bay is going to actually, you'll be able to use Norman on blockchain art exchange to purchase artwork. It'll be one of the tokens they accept. Cool. Which is pretty exciting. <clears throat> Real exciting actually. And so what I'm going to do with it is going to put as much ETH as I can get my hands on and bury it into a liquidity pool. Now, if you get, get a telegram from someone telling you to send you their ETH to your ETH to a liquidity pool, don't yeah. don't do it. Don't, I won't do it. All my ETH is going into my own liquidity pool for Norman, <laughs> and I'm actually going to use the Norman coin. My goal with it is kind of I want it to be a coin where you can use to purchase other artwork from me, and have you'll be able to get artwork that other people can't get. You have to have the Norman coin to get mm-hmm. certain pieces. And I think I'm going to keep that with a lot of my comic stuff. If you want the actual Norman comic, get the Norman coin, drop a little bit to get the coin. And I'm going to give the coin away to my followers, to the people who, who buy NFTs from me, better believe they're going to be getting Norman dropped into their wallet. As soon as I get it from the mint. And even that angry guy who got mad at you for giving away, <laughs> I might throw him a few coins. <laughs> you should. You really should. You should. He'll just I'm see like, him. He'll see him show I, up at his wallet. He'll be like, "What?" The? Yeah, I save everyone's ox. I got their little ox, their little ox. Yeah, yeah. I save everyone's ox, and I have it. So you've got to send him. Write, yeah, I write. I try to keep detailed notes of who gets what when they get it because they're really supporting me. And mm-hmm. as with any artist, I don't know if people realize like how helpful them buying an nft is like i always post as like a joke <clears throat> if you read my twitter you can tell i'm being sarcastic like 90 percent of the time i'm mm-hmm. always just goofing around on there especially when i'm selling stuff i'm like yeah da, 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 buying this will make you smarter and turn you into a <laughs> wizard and whatever but it really does help you know it's uh-huh. it pays the bills it Totally. Well, you know, it's not just the money too, though. It's the motivation, right? It's the it's yeah. It's what makes me want to get up and draw every day. Yep. Totally. Not just to sell it, but the fact that I know that people are they like my comics. You telling me you like my comics that means a lot to me, dude. Because I listen to your podcast, and I actually listen. I'll be washing dishes, drawing, listening to your podcast, and I've listened to almost every episode you have. Is that right? Uh, Wow. 
That's awesome. Yeah, you've had a lot of my you've had a lot of my my buddies on there, so I listened to it. And you have a very you have the best NFT podcast that I've found so far. Oh wow, know. thank you very much. Yeah, I don't know if Second Realm has a cool one too. He did a whole thing with some panels and stuff that were where he had them together and he chatted with like groups. He's the potato guy, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He okay, was actually cool. the first episode of my podcast. I'm going to have to, yeah, I, I definitely listen to that and I'm going to have to find his podcast, but there's another, there's a lot of NFT YouTube channels that are popping up now too. There's one, I'm going to be on one next week. I totally overslept and missed my, my interview a few days ago. And I told oh, him, whoops. I was, yeah, I said, like you said it too early. He's like, it was set at 2 p.m., dude. <laughs> but <laughs> That was too early. <laughs> I told him, I was like, bro, I'm a DeFi D-Gen. And they say, I was up all night trading synthetics for sushi swap and doing this and that and watching them go up and down. And so, I don't know, I had fun with it. But he's got a, a YouTube show called Left House and the Up Left House Crypto and the Upland News. Mm-hmm. Upland Action News or something like that. He's, I, I want to say he's more into the... They, they do some kind of game with it. And mm. I'm not big on the NFT gaming because I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. But these guys like build little cities and trade cards and do all this crazy stuff. But I do know that he's an amazing filmmaker and him and mm. his brother are like a tag team into crypto and NFTs. They've collected a lot from me and just talking. That's what I enjoy the most. Like this right now, talking with you very enjoyable because you're meeting people every day that have similar interests come from completely total different backgrounds all different parts of the globe i talked to people in egypt one day and then london the next day and wherever they are i'm talking to artists all over and i love it because it's connecting them and i truly think that with nfts what's going to happen is it's going to become i tell my girlfriend all the time i'm like you should pay attention because you will be using NFTs. Mm-hmm. Everyone will be using NFTs. Whether or not they're mm-hmm. using them as a collector, you're going to have your license is going to be an NFT. Your um, registration to your car is going to be an NFT. When you vote, it's probably going to be NFTs. When you put your house on a deed, that's going to be an NFT. Everything will be on the blockchain. And the more and more I learn about it, I've, I've watched so many videos because i leave them playing when i'm drawing mm-hmm. and read books have you ever read the book uh the infinite machine no you got to look it up it's called okay. the infinite machine by camilla russo okay and it's about ethereum <clears throat> crypto it's about crypto hackers on building the the new internet web3 and it's super, super interesting because what's going on right now, this is bigger in my mind than what happened with AOL and Amazon and all this, you know, two decades ago when the internet first came out. This is the new internet. And so learning how to use a MetaMask and an Opera web browser and whatever it is, I think it's, you know, super important because this is 
what everyone's going to be doing in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe it gets the internet to that point that we kind of imagined it would be years ago, you know, and mm-hmm. it ended up being you know, five companies that run the show. Right. And, uh, oh. you know, but with blockchain technology, it does have that potential to open things up in a way that hasn't happened. That everyone. And that's the other thing I got so excited about Amazon. Mark my words today, whatever day, Valentine's day, Amazon, Facebook, uh, Google, these monster sites, Apple, I think is still very relevant and I think Mm -hmm. they're going to stay very relevant with what they're doing. They bent the knee. (laughs) They bent just a couple, (laughs) just a day ago or so they bent the knee to Bitcoin. And a lot of these companies are, they're going to, they're going to have to, and they're going to, there's already tech coming out. Um, the ones I'm really excited about right now are like Ocean Protocol. Mm-hmm. I think it's Ocean Protocol, Decenter. Um, God, there's so many. There are the AI. Uh, Link, Band. Link, Band. And those are all, to me, those are all like the first step. And yep. beyond that, uh, do you know anything about, for example, Ocean or Decenter, how they're going to make it where you can monetize your own data instead of Facebook taking your data and selling it. You decide when you want to sell it and who you want to sell it to and for how much. Mm, interesting. That's, that's what they're working on. And I don't want to get it mixed up. One of them is working on that, the ones that I've mentioned. <laughs> and the other one is working on an operating system completely built on the blockchain. Okay. So it's going to be a decentralized OS. So wow. instead of using iOS or Windows, you'll be able to use whatever this operating system is. And I think it's just going to happen like like the other thing that was so cool is I'm not big on I don't know a lot about crypto loans, but I have had multiple people tell me, "Aaron, keep doing what you're doing because your NFTs will be able to be used to take yes. out crypto loans. And I'm like, yep. my they'll, they'll basically be collateral, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you go into DAP radar, do you ever use DAP radar? Mm-hmm. DAP radar will tell you the value of your NFT portfolio. And I get Is to that right? some, to the dollar and go look at Max Osiris's dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that guy doesn't have security around him with, his his portfolio was like in the hundreds of thousands i think it was extremely valuable his nft portfolio and then he it was really funny because his nft value was very high but then the crypto in it was like eight bucks or something (laughs) which made me laugh and mine is so low and pathetic but you see there's little cards in there like a based card that ghouls did I think his, yeah. the artist's name is Ghouls. I like his stuff a lot. There's a lot of artists out there I love. Um, X Copy, Ghouls, Death. Uh, I could go down a list. There's a whole bunch of crypto artists that are doing really exciting stuff. And even, you know, everyone rips on Hackatow and Pat. I'm not a big fan of their stuff, but some of the work that they put out and they're doing is cool and like some of it i like but it's it's i I always go back to the free market thing hey if people like it good for them you know what i mean exactly awesome i don't i don't ever 
go down on someone just because they're super successful. I think it's jealousy. A lot of people get jealous. And I won't lie. There's times where I see something selling. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, seriously? Spend, that sold for that much? What? <laughs> $700,000 for a punk? You kidding me? <laughs> and that's why I did the 8-bit Pepe. It's like a joke one day. I don't know if you ever saw the 8-bit Pepe I did. I think I did. Yes. And, oh, I went nuts yes. on the Pepe. The smoking Pepe, or is there another one? Yeah, it's the smoking 8-bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Pepe. Yes, yes. And then if you zoom in on it, it's got the same image on his shoulder, all super pixelated, where it's like four colored, different colored squares. Mm -hmm. I did that one. And then I did the controversial one that people stayed away with a 10-foot pole, the Isis Pepe. Oh, boy. Where I, the, the jihadi John Pepe, where he was like holding someone. And there's like the Isis flag in the background, all this crazy shit on it. That one might have been a tougher sell. No, I sold that one quick. Did you? I sold that, yeah, I sold that one quick. The ones that I was surprised my Edward Gorey Pepe didn't sell. I would think that more artists would know who Edward Gorey was. So I did like a spoof on an Edward Gorey piece. And I also did the Requiem for a Pepe where he's mm -hmm. shooting ETH. That's, yep. my fav that's my favorite one. Okay. And yeah, I think I only have one of those left. In the black and white, I have a little stack of them. I got a bunch of little black and white ones left. In fact, I like how it's like zooming in and you're seeing that it's revealing that it's Ethereum. Yeah, that yeah. It I didn't want to have it be like just a, a gnarly. A lot of people draw Pepe with something really negative. And it's like, dude, mm. I did it as a joke. I wasn't mm -hmm. trying to be overly vulgar or obscene. I was doing it in a funny way. And... I just, I have fun with it, man. I, I think I got burned out on the Pepe's though, because when I was doing this, I was noticing that rare Pepe, the rare Pepe guy popping up all the time. And I was mm -hmm. like, Pepe's yours, dude, go with it. I did this as a joke. I'm not trying to compete with them. Twerky the, Pepe, the, the that's the Pepe. one that's big yep. right now. Yep. Yeah, Twerky, dude, that person, whoever runs that, they told me they like my comics a lot and... I'm not going to say everything they said behind the scenes, but they were a super nice person. Okay, Twerky cool. Pepe. Yeah, they were nice. I like that twerky Pepe. And there's a handful of them, but I just had fun doing it. And I was trying to make a punks, like a, a spoof on the punks when I did the 8-bit smoking Pepe. That was my Pepe punks mix. And I don't think I sold many of those. <laughs> I don't think I did. But I also priced it really high on purpose. I think it's probably sitting at a high one. Like a, like you, if you're looking at it, you could probably tell me what it is. Yeah, I see. Let's see. How many owners do I see? You've got, there's one, two, three, four, five owners besides you with it. Well, and I know I sold. 0.23 ETH. Yeah. There's 12 of them. 0.23 ETH, there's 12 of them. I think out of those, two of them were actually purchased full price. Oh, I see. Flat okay. out. The rest of them came in bundles. I see. Okay. And I'd sell, whenever I sell bundles, people jump on those pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So I might need to do another bundle here soon. Mm -hmm. But it's, this, it's just fun for me, man. I'm still having a lot of fun doing it and exploring it and seeing nice people like that. I don't even know any, not, I don't know much about crypto finally, but she seems super cool, dude. 
and a lot of people were ripping on her whatever that magazine was that pulled such a shitty move yeah, yeah. coin desk yeah. and i was thinking that girl was jealous of her dude i'll say it <laughs> that girl that worked at coin whatever coin desk yeah. coin desk she was jealous and that's why she did it because she's putting out her own nfts and she's like jealous that she's not getting the attention and i don't know man i've looked at those images and gone kate this does not say thirst trap to me mm -mm. at all at all no and i'm embarrassed that i know what a thirst trap is or that i know what a, a <laughs> well if you didn't you do now a, anyway right because you know yeah. of the story a, like a simp i didn't know i heard what that was the other day i'm like what that's a thing <laughs> And it's just, so I might make a comic making fun of that because these are all new terms coming out every day. You got to keep up with it. And yeah. I feel like I'm older, but I'm still going to keep up with it. And I'm going to make something funny. Yeah. I, I want to be, you know, when you go to the magazine, like the grocery store and you're in the checkout line and you see all those TMZ magazines, like that type uh, rags, celebrity you know, rag. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to be that for crypto, but in a funny way to where I'm pointing out the shit that other people are afraid to say and making fun of it in a way that makes people laugh. Sure. That's, yeah. that's what I'm going for. Well, and you do convey the humor very well in your work. So I try, yeah. I try. I hope people know that it's not malicious, like uh, Chico crypto. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a funny story, dude. I got blocked by Chico crypto. And he blocked me on Twitter and I told his cameraman, his cameraman is good friends with my little brother and <laughs> they're in Miami. And I told him, I was like talking to his cameraman on Instagram. I'm like, Hey, let him know. I did this as a joke, dude, like nothing personal. Like, cause I think I put uh pump and dump champion 2020 <laughs> and apparently he didn't take the joke too well. Cause he blocked me, but uh, Ivan on tech, same thing. I did the big ETH pants and it's stuffed filled with ETH. And uh, did if he block you look you? at that, what did he block you? No, Ivan okay. didn't block me, but Chico on Chico blocked me. And I still, I want to come at Ivan hard, man, because that dude's too much. He's funny. He's like, you can tell he's like, all he wears makeup now. Like, he has so many followers that he's got to put on lipstick. <laughs> That's when you know your high status, I guess, when you're putting on lipstick. Dude, when you're wearing lipstick and putting on makeup, you know your crypto <laughs> bags are heavy. <laughs> I don't see myself wearing lipstick anytime soon, so I don't know what if there's well, any. Well, hey, you, I, I personally look at your work and think that you, not only is your work good, but you have your podcast where you talk and interview all these people so your personality comes out immediately and anyone listening to your podcast can say hey this guy darren decline he's a good dude i could tell right off the bat i'd let you babysit my kids if i had kids which i do very that kind of you thank you <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to babysit your kids but thanks <laughs> i don't have any kids thank god i know <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, it's been great talking with you. I really appreciate you taking the time for this. And it's been fun looking at your art. And I've had a few good laughs about it. I'm excited about the async art stuff. I still got to look into that platform myself. I am going to give Super Rare a shot. I'm going to try. But 
I'm a little discouraged knowing they didn't accept you. Hey, like, shoot him an email. <laughs> what were they thinking? Super rare. What were you thinking? Letter. <laughs> yeah. No. I can't You'll believe get that. It, dude. I can't You'll get believe it. that. I would bet I would bet East that you would get in. <laughs> well, I have some ideas that I'm saving just for that. So that's the problem with super rare is you have to have a portfolio that's not on anything else, right? You have to kind of mm-hmm. just keep that in your back pocket and work on it. Yeah. You know? And I don't like doing that. Like when I have something done, I want to mint it like immediately. I don't like it just sitting there. I have the same feeling, which is funny, but I, I have, I would say 90% of my work has not been seen just because a, I'm, I'm my own harshest critic. Mm. I look at it and I'm like, for example, I have a piece I did for consolidated skateboards I made it into an NFT later on. And if you go digging through my old NFTs, like get to the bottom where you can see the one that says angel dust and like, it's got the California angels logo. And then I got a, Mm -hmm. um, the one with the Twitter conversation snapped between Mr. Anonymous, nobody and some people, Peter McCormack next to that is a piece I did that I'm trying to think it's got the consolidated skateboards and I loved it. But when I, it was a pen and ink drawing, but when I scanned it and brought it into the NFT space, I did not think that it stood up to like the mm-hmm. NFT work I was seeing. So I didn't want to use the final thing. I used one of the black and white ones, but the mm-hmm. color version I never ran with. And it's just a scene of a whole bunch of people robbing a store, looting a store during the COVID madness. And there's toilet paper flying everywhere. They're running around masks. The aisles are burning in the background. But I yeah, think I've man. seen that though, haven't I? I've seen You've that. seen it, but you haven't seen the finished version. And okay. there's a few, the other thing is there's a handful of my pieces in the bottom. Like if you really go digging, there's pieces that are more expensive. And the reason they're more expensive is because they come with physical artwork. I see. So if you get it, you'll not only get the NFT, but you'll get a Gickly, you know, a Gickley, however you pronounce it. Gickley or something, I think. A really nice, fancy print. You'll get a high quality art print with it or Mm -hmm. the original on some. But I just kind of push that stuff down and try to mint new work. And if someone finds it, good man they'll buy it and i'll have to take one of my days to go to the post office and mail them some <laughs> original artwork but other than that i just try every day to push out something new and it's been a while since i've been minting anything and it's just because like the work i showed you for the async project yeah that's been that's been completely consuming my time and i'm hoping that when my coin comes out i'll be able to drop the first chapter mm-hmm. and I'm talking to async right now because they have it set up where their canvas size is. They have a limit on the layers and I was trying to put more layers and I think don't mark me on this. I think their new canvas is unlimited. Like you could have Mm -hmm. multiple layers. So are you putting the layer on there? Is each layer like a PNG or something or what is it? Each layer is a PNG. But they have it, Async has it to where there's like day mode or night mode. Yes. 
and so the image will change it's constantly changing yes. and it, yeah. they also have ones where but that's just people, like two layers though isn't it like it that's two layers but they also have new ones where people are buying layers and once they i don't know how they do it but people can change the the artwork by purchasing the nft and that's kind of how my book is going to be like you'll see the day layer which is part of the story and then you'll see the night layer which switches to more of the story so if mm -hmm. you're reading it you're like okay this is going on now this is going on but if you pick up the nft boom you'll be able to get into the story more mm -hmm. and i'm trying to find out how many layers i can put into one so when a person when a person gets it they'll have multiple pages to read a lot of okay. action going on maybe some maybe i'll hide some augmented reality stuff in there but it's totally a really really cool uh canvas that they have set up um i don't know if you can play with it if you're not part of async but you can go to their page and look at their canvas and i think because i mess with it all the time being in, on their platform i just haven't put anything on there yet but we'll see my piece with them is coming out the end of this quarter first quarter but it's also going to be as the same time it's minted on uh async mm -hmm. part of the same exact project but a different illustrations will be minted on bay and they're mm -hmm. going to coincide with each other so very interesting yeah it's it's my it's project a cool idea the platform platforms. async art yeah cool but i also cool. have had a lot of fun with the new nf tweets by you know since started minting tweets yes yeah that was a blast dude i was selling tweets while i was on vacation i was like you gotta be kidding me i was standing in a coffee shop and i was about to buy coffee and i get a thing that's like do you want to sell a tweet for 50 dollars i'm like are you okay. kidding me yeah <laughs> sold it paid for my coffee thank you sent that's awesome man so many possibilities, awesome. so many. What I love about it is all the barriers for artists to be able to make a decent revenue from their creations. All those barriers are just slowly melting away, right? Yeah. And whereas before, you know, the artist would get that itty bitty piece and some company would be reaping the mass amount of the Now rewards. the artist is. Now it's the artist getting the big chunk and itty bitty pieces going elsewhere, right? That's what I think. I'm excited. I can't wait till I start getting more secondary sales because I've only had a few, mm. but they're exciting when I get when them. When you get the little I'll... notification that says you you made money from secondary sales, you're like, what? Are you serious? That's awesome. Dude, whenever my Zerian wallet lights up, I'm happy. <laughs> and I'll be honest, it's been like a week since it's let up, but I'm, I'm waiting for it. It's tough with the gas it's... fees, man. It is. Yeah. I'm, dude, this was a good interview. Hey, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Me too. I want to wish you all the best and uh, all of great success. And, you know, hey, I'm sure it'll be there for you because you've already had years of success. So, and you as well, my friend. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, take care. Have a happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for bringing me on your show. You as well. Thank you. Have a good night, bud. It's good meeting you. Good night. Yeah, nice meeting you. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.